Thank you for listening to the weekly message from First Baptist Church in Bushland, Texas. Hey, we are uh, continuing our series, uh, Joshua Code, and in that, what we're doing is we're taking a verse per Sunday to empower the body of Christ. We started a couple of weeks ago, we looked at Joshua 1.8, last week we looked at Ephesians 2.8, so hopefully you guys are taking the week, the verse of the week, and kind of making it um, more or less your quiet time for the week, or a verse that you meditate and memorize each week. Uh, if you will do that, I promise you, you will be rich, rich when this thing is over. And you'd be surprised how many times in church we hear a verse and we think, man, it's a cool verse, but then we just pass by it. And we want to make it grow legs and go deep for us uh, in this series. And so today, we're looking at Psalm 23, just verse 1. You think about Psalm 23. There's, there's only a couple of verses in the Bible that are kind of universal. You see them everywhere. John 3, 16, you can watch pretty much any football game on a Saturday or a Sunday, and somebody's going to have a John 3.16 sign in the stands held up behind the uprights uh, when they kick a field goal. You're going to get to see that. You're going to sit somewhere, somewhere displayed. Psalm 23 is another one that you will hear often, even by people who don't even know the Lord or go to church. They, they know Psalm 23. My, I remember talking to my grandfather many times, and I said, Granddad, when you were over there in the war, Sometimes you knew where you were. Sometimes you didn't. Uh, what got you through those nights where you're laying there? And he said, Jeff, I remember many nights laying in those fox hose and those starlit nights and quoting just the 23rd Psalms as a psalm of comfort as I got through it. Uh, you know, you could hear the, the bombs in the distance, and you just pray that they wouldn't come any closer so you could get a little bit of sleep. But he said the 23rd Psalm was such a comfort to many of us during that time. And so you hear that, John 3, 16 and in the 23rd Psalm. So I want to look this morning just quickly at verse 1. Uh, you know it real well. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. I want you to think about that for a little bit. We read that Psalm so fast, man, we just, we fly through the 23rd Psalm. And I want to take the first five words of that Psalm. I want to break it down today. I want you to see the 23rd Psalm, and I want you to see that beginning of that in a way that you've never seen it before. But I mean, before David was king, he was a shepherd boy in Bethlehem. And later he penned the 23rd Psalm. Some have called the 23rd Psalm the shepherd's psalm. And I'm going to tell you, when you see that, when you read that, you can see and hear David as the shepherd so much. And I want to walk through that. I want you to look at the first part of it. He is preeminent. The Lord. Mm. See, if you read that too fast, and if you start, if you look at the 23rd Psalms, we know it so well, we go, the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want, no, 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 the green pastures. We just fly by it. But when you think about the first part of that, the shepherd. He is he is the Lord is my shepherd. Look at that. He is preeminent. Number one is he is preeminent. He is the Lord. Look at your outline. The scripture does not say 
a Lord is my shepherd. He says, the Lord is my shepherd. Whom? The Lord. My friends, when you start to read that, that brings power right there. Because see, you can say Washington. I'll say Lincoln. You can say Beethoven. I'll say Handel. You can say Alexander. I'll say Napoleon. You can say LeBron. I say Jordan. We just keep going. But when you say Jesus Christ, silence. Silence, man, because he has no peers. He has nobody that compares to Jesus. Nobody. He is the Lord, period. That's it. He is preeminent. He is the man. There is nobody to compare. There's nobody. All other gods will bow. All other gods. You know that crazy story we talk about sometimes in Samuel when they, when they brought the Ark of Covenant into Dagon's temple. What does he do? He falls over, man, twice. They pick him up, patch him up, you know. All that that's, what Lord's, that's what man-made gods do. There's nobody, nobody that compares to the Lord, to the Lord. I want you to look at Philippians chapter 2 real quickly. We know this passage pretty well, but I just love it, and, it's, and it just is a capsule of what we're talking about. Look at Ephesians 2. Jesus, who being in the very nature of God, did not consider equality with God something to be grasped, but he made himself nothing, taking the very nature of a servant and being made in human likeness, and being found in the appearance of man, he humbled himself and became obedient to death, even the death on a cross. Therefore, God exalted him to the highest place and gave him a name that is above every name, that at the name of Jesus every knee should bow in heaven and on earth and under the earth, and every tongue confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. Who is he? He is the Lord. There's no other name given under heaven that man might be saved. Everyone who calls on the name of the Lord shall be saved. You can't call on nobody else and be saved. Nobody else. He is the preeminent, the preeminent one. He is the Lord. When you start the 23rd Psalm, you cannot run past that. He is the Lord. Look at the second point there. He is present. He is present. The Lord is, the Lord is. It doesn't say was my shepherd. It doesn't say will be my shepherd. It says the Lord is present. The Lord is my shepherd. He is, period. There's no question. He is he is, he is, he is. My friend, that's the biggest two letters in there, man. I'm telling you. He is, period. It's not, I don't read that and go, well, the Lord was my shepherd. Or the Lord might be my shepherd. Or I hope the Lord is my shepherd. Well, I, I, I hope all my good works outweigh my bad works so he will be my shepherd. No. That has nothing to do with Jeff. Nothing. Period. It is, he is, he is. He is, period. I want you to look at Exodus uh, chapter 3. 
Go to Exodus chapter 3. Exodus chapter 3. Look at verse 11. But Moses said to God, Who am I that I should go to Pharaoh and bring the Israelites out of Egypt? And God said, I will be with you, and this will be a sign to you that you will have, that you, this will be a sign to you that it is I who sent you. When you have brought the people out of Egypt, you will worship God on this mountain. Moses said to God, Suppose I go to the Israelites and say to them, The God of your fathers has sent me to you, and ask them, What is his name? Then what shall I tell them? And look at verse 14. God said to Moses, I am who I am. This is what you say to the Israelites. I am has sent you. Who is he? He's the great I am. He is the great I am. Who is he? The great I am. My friends, when you are in a battle, when you are in a fight, when it looks dark, when it looks looks gloomy, when it hurts, when no one understands, you know that he is the great I am. He is whatever you need him to be. And it is he who has sent you. My friends, he is more, he is more than any God in the world to you. He is the king. And you, as a child of the king, are a king's kid. My friend, a king's kid. I want you to look over at Psalm 46. Psalm 46, go there with me. I want you to hear the richness. Now understand the psalmist is David as well. I want you to listen to Psalm 46. Look at, just start in one. God is our refuge and strength and ever-present help in trouble. Therefore, we will not fear, though the earth give way and the, mountains into the, and the mountains fall into the heart of the sea. Though the waters roar and foam and the mountains quake and surge are surging, there is a river whose streams are made glad, the city of God, whose place where the Most High dwells. God is within her. She will not fall. God will help her at the break of day. Nations are in uproar. Kingdoms fall. He lifts his voice. The earth melts. The Lord Almighty is with us. The God of Jacob is our fortress. Come and see the works of the Lord, the dissolution that he has brought to the earth. He makes wars, ceases to end the earth. He breaks the bow and shatters the spear. He burns the shields with fire. But verse 10, be still and know that I am God. And I will be exalted among the nations and I will be exalted on the earth. The Lord Almighty is with us. The God of Jacob is our fortress. My friends, he's not just a shepherd. He is not just the Lord, but he is, he is, he is our shepherd. My friends, you're going to pass through stuff, and you're going to go through times, and when calm becomes chaos, and it's going to look confusing, it's going to hurt, and you're going to have pain, but I want you to understand something. He is, he is my shepherd, okay? He is 
today and will be tomorrow. He doesn't change like shifting sand. He is not controlled by weather, man, or circumstances or situation. He is who he says he is. He is the great I am. He is unchangeable, unmovable, unshakable, and he is the rock and the fortress that you run to. You don't go anywhere else, and you don't ever doubt who he is. When David penned the psalm, he knew who he was, man. He knew who he was. He said, the Lord is, 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 period. I want you to look at the third one. He is personal, beautiful thing. He is personal. There is a big difference in saying the Lord is a shepherd and saying the Lord is my shepherd. We talked about is is a big word. The next two-letter word is huge as well. Who is he? He's not just a shepherd. He is my shepherd. Church, I'm going to tell you something. He is not my shepherd unless he is my Savior. Now, I might have, you might not understand that, but I'm telling you. Unless he is my Savior, he is not my shepherd. He's not. Okay? I want you to look over at John 10. Go to John 10 with me. I know I'm jumping all over the place for you, but you're good. You can handle it. John 10. John 10, let's go uh, verse 20. Mm. Yeah, 27. Let's go 27. John 10, 27. My sheep listen to my voice. I know them and they follow me. I give them eternal life, and they shall never perish. No one can snatch them out of my Father's hand. My Father who has given them to me is greater than all, and no one can snatch them out of my Father's hand. I and the Father are one. Who is? Who is he? He is the shepherd. He is the Lord. He is my shepherd. He knows me, and I know one day, my friend, God will say to Jesus, do you know him? And based on the answer that Jesus gives, is heaven yours? It's not based on your answer. You can sit there all day and claim that he is the Lord. The Bible tells us in Matthew that even demons claim that. But my friends, he'll look at Jesus and say, you know him? Oh, I know him. He's my child. He accepted me when he was, boom. He got saved, boom. He gave his life to me, boom. Welcome in. But if Jesus doesn't know your name, my friend, heaven's not your home. Heaven's not your home. Let me ask you this morning, not do you know Jesus, but does he know you? Does he know you? Sometimes it's more important that you know him than, you, than, he, than the fact that he knows you than, than you know him, Okay? He's got to know you. When was the time in your life when he became Savior to you? When was that time? That, my friends, makes him not just a shepherd. He makes him, it makes him my shepherd. I'm going to tell you something. When you're walking through some dark times, when you're going through struggles in your life, he is a very personal God. 
He says that I know you, I made you, I knit you together, I know you, I know the hairs on your head, I know your name before your mom gave it to you. I know everything about you. He knows us better than we know ourselves, but he is a personal God that will speak directly into our lives. The beauty of the 23rd Psalm is that it is so, so personal, and it becomes yours. Psalm 23.1 says, the Lord is my shepherd. Man, that's beautiful. If you have your own Bible and you just want to kind of put a box around my, man, that is the most important two-letter word in there. Is is pretty important. But my friends, if he ain't my shepherd, then heaven is not my home. If he isn't my shepherd, then he isn't my savior. He's got to be my, my shepherd. And he is my shepherd if he is my savior. If he's not, he's not your shepherd. He's a shepherd. But his desire is to be your shepherd. I want you to look at the last thing and we're going to done. He is protector. When you stay in John and look at John 10, go to verse 11. Go to verse 11. He is protector. I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd lays down his life for his sheep. The hired hand is not the shepherd who owns the sheep. So when he sees the wolf coming, he abandons the sheep and runs away. Then the wolf attacks the flock and scatters it. The man runs away because he is the hired hand and cares nothing for the sheep. Verse 14, for I am the good shepherd. I know my sheep and my sheep know me. Just as my father knows me, I know the Father, and I lay down my life for my sheep. My friends, he is protector. He knows you. He protects you. He will fight for you. He will battle for you. He will protect you because he is not a hired hand. He is your Jesus. He is your Savior. He is your shepherd. My friends, I'm going to tell you something. The Bible tells us that while we sleep, he fights for us. There's a lot of things that you can go to bed heavy on your heart and worried about. But my friends, I'm going to tell you something. As a king's kid, you do not have to carry those burdens. You don't have to carry that worry. You just have to give that over to Jesus. And my friends, when you're not occupied by it, fighting for it, consumed by it, he is working, 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 working. He will always protect you, always protect you. You can say, well, he didn't protect me when I had this flat. Okay, I'm just telling you, he's always protecting his kids. You look back on all the things in your life, and you can see some things that happened that you didn't sign up for, but you can also see things that happened that God ordained and, 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 and divinely appointed to you. I'm going to tell you something, my friends. You and you alone are a king's kid. He is the preeminent because he is the Lord. He is always present because it says he is. He is. He is so personal because he says he is my, my, my shepherd. But my friends, he is also protector because he is the great shepherd over his flock. You see, my job as a pastor is to be the pastor over the flock. But my friends, there is a shepherd over this flock that trumps me big time. And his name is Jesus. 
And he is ultimately under the care, or we are ultimately under his care. My friends, it says in Luke 15 that if Jesus would leave the 99 and go find the one and bring the one back to the foe. And a person in this room that hadn't been one of the ones that drifted. And Jesus in his loving, compassionate, shepherding way brings you back into the foe. My friends, I'm thankful for that. There's no other God that would do that. My friends, the 23rd Psalm is some kind of beautiful psalm. You can continue to go ahead and read all that you want to. But if you miss the first five words, you're missing the whole thing. The Lord is my shepherd. My friends, when you read it, you read it like that. You read it like you are a king's kid. That is your Jesus. He loves you. He saved you. He died for you. He protects you. He is yours, man. He knows your name. He knows every stinking hair on your head, or lack thereof. But he knows it, okay? He knows it. And you will never go beyond his care, no matter where. I mean, there's people that run from the Spirit of God. They'll move, change addresses. They, They try to run from God's call. They try to run from his presence. But my friends, you never outrun God, never. When you get there, worn out, tired, get there, he's like, what took you so long? He's already there. And the same thing that you ran from is gonna be right back in your lap. Because my friends, we talked about it many times. You will get that test until you pass that test. And you're not gonna move on. The shepherd loves you. He knows what's best for you. When he is speaking to you in an area, do not argue with him. Because why? Because number one, he's the Lord. Number two, he is my shepherd. And he always has the best for you. Always has the best for you. I want to pray with you. Father, this morning, very simple psalm. Nothing that we haven't heard before. But God, too many times we do not personalize the beauty of Psalm 23. Father, when you speak that over us, it is the Lord, a reminder of who you are, the great I am, the Lord, the one that every man, woman, child will bow to, every God will bow to you, every king will bow to the Lord. Father, you're not just the Lord but you are the Lord. The Lord is because you're always there. You're present. You're not late. You're on time, always, because you are, you are the shepherd and you're my shepherd, not just a shepherd, but my shepherd. If you call on the name of the Lord, if you are saved today, if you know Jesus, he is my shepherd, very personal relationship. And God, ultimately, he is the great shepherd that protects us all. We're never outside of his care. So, Father, this morning, I pray for anyone in this room that does not know you in that way. They can't simply say, as much as they love the 23rd Psalm, they can't even say the first five verses and mean it because they can't even say the Lord is my 
shepherd. Because they know in their heart that you're really just a shepherd. So, Father, this morning I pray for that individual or individuals. Father, I pray for the family today that has been looking for a church home. Most important thing they do is find a, a church home for their family. And so, Father, I pray if, if there's a couple here, a family here, or that, 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 that knows that this is the place for them, that, Father, this morning would be the morning that they come. Father, maybe you just need to come to the altar. We've kind of been going through it. We feel alone. We feel empty. But we forgot our way. We forgot that the Lord is my shepherd. Maybe we just need to come this morning. So, Father, whatever you need to say through this simple psalm that we all know by heart, but, God, may you make it personal today for us. May you speak. So, Father, in this invitation time, I pray you move us and stir us. I pray, Father, that we are obedient to you. We're on the other side of obedience is always, always blessing. In Jesus' name.